I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. A bomb ripped apart the highest echelons of Syria's security establishment today. The blast went off during a top-level meeting at National Security Headquarters in Damascus. State TV said the attack killed three top members of President Assad's inner circle. They are the defense minister, his deputy, who was also Assad's brother-in-law, and the head of the president's crisis team. Also, the interior minister and intelligence chief were reportedly wounded. The BBC's Lena Sinjab is in Damascus. After the bombing, she went on a government-run press tour of the city. The tour ended at Seven Fountain Square, where Sinjab says the atmosphere was eerie. There was an intense sense of fear, hardly any movement. It took me around like 20 minutes to find a cap in, an, in a street that used to be bustling. And all the shops were, uh, were closed there except for a couple of shops. One of them is a bakery shop that I saw was open. So you really get the sense of tense and fear feeling in Damascus today. Right, that sounds pervasive. But how much of Damascus uh, is actually in turmoil or battle today? Well, definitely in the areas we visited, which is like the main quarter of the city center, uh, there hasn't been any battles, not something that we have seen, but we definitely heard lots of gunfire. At some point, the gunfire was so close to us that I, I felt that I had to to, uh, to drop my head down. I was uh, worried that the something will come over my head. And that was near the Syrian television center, which is in Umayyad Square, so pretty much a central city. Damascus has seen punctuated bursts of violence in recent months, but I'm just wondering what feels different now if right in the city? Now, people in the center that have been away from the uh, hot clashes uh, for the last month are now in the heart of it. They can feel it. They can sense it. Uh, so that's why uh, the sense of fear has risen and the sense of concern over security has dramatically risen in the last two, three days. The BBC's Lena Sinjab speaking with us from Damascus. Frank Gardner is the BBC's security correspondent and has just returned from the Middle East. He says there are many conflicting reports about what happened today. If indeed it is a suicide bombing carried out, as it's been suggested, by one of the bodyguards of the people at this top-level national security meeting, then it's a triple blow, I think, for Bashar's regime. First, it's a personal blow to his family. Asif Shaukat, the deputy defense minister, was the brother-in-law of the president. He was married to, to Bushra, the president's sister, and therefore it's a huge blow to the family. It's a blow in terms of command and control. This, is, this was the family's man in the defense ministry. He was deputy minister, defense minister, but he was really almost like a commissar, safeguarding the Assad's interests in the entire military structure. So hugely significant that he is now out of the picture with all the accumulated years of command and control and experience and loyalties bought and built up over that time. Thirdly, it is a blow to them that somebody is able to get right inside the heart of the regime and mm -hmm. do this. That's quite a, quite a worry to them, which will cause members of this regime to look over their shoulders and think, maybe it's time to jump ship. Now, the bombing today, uh, as we said, killed the defense minister, Daoud Rajiha, and he was uh, immediately replaced by a, a new defense minister, General Fahad Jassim Al-Frej. What do you know about him? Absolutely nothing. Have you heard of him? I haven't. No. What, what do you think I'm that indicates, though, that you, you, this unheard of person is now the new defense minister? Is it meaning what? that uh, Assad's bench isn't that deep? Um, what, I, what I mean by that rather sort of frivolous response <laughs> is okay. that um, whereas Asif Shaukat this, the deputy defense minister and brother-in-law of the president is irreplaceable. The defense minister himself is replaceable. 
he's not from the Assad family himself. He's not from the close coterie. So they've been very quickly able to replace him, but they will never be able to replace the the loyalty and prestige and contacts uh, and power that was built up by Asif Shaukat, who was in many ways much of the power behind this regime. Now, speaking of loyalty or, or uh, lack thereof, the Assad regime is also starting to suffer high-level defections. And earlier this week, you spoke with the highest-ranking defector so far, Nawaf Fares, who was uh, ambassador to Iraq from Syria. What did he tell you about the state of the Assad regime? Well, this is somebody who has been on the inside of the regime for 34 years. And for the last four years, he's been in the very sensitive post of Syria's first recent ambassador to, to Baghdad. And interestingly, today, he's had a lawsuit slung at him by the Iraqi government claiming that he was responsible for sheltering militants who've carried out bomb attacks in Iraq, which mm. he denies. Um, he was very unequivocal, saying that the regime's finished, it's the beginning of the end. He said that they will do anything to stay in power. He said that the government of Bashar al-Assad will inevitably fall. People can never be conquered or defeated. It's absolutely sure that this government will fall in a short time. Mm. Well, a lot of this is wishful thinking. And a lot of these people, of course, are maneuvering themselves to have some kind of a role and perhaps patronage in a future post-Bashar Syria. So, you know, I, I think we have to have a degree of skepticism here. When people say, I've left the regime because I was appalled by the bloodshed, it took them an awful long time to do it. And many of those who have left, or some of those who have left defected, are standing accused of having blood on their own hands for the time they've spent inside this regime. That was the BBC security correspondent Frank Gardner in London.